another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. I am Joe Sebelia, and thanks for tuning in. Please do me a favor, head on over to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show YouTube channel, where you can see all of these conversations in video format. And uh, please make sure you subscribe. That'll really help the show out. I'm going to be giving away a Joan Jet Funko Pop right here to uh, one lucky subscriber. All you have to do is make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Send me an email with contest as the subject line. Send it to rnrcoffeeshow at gmail.com and you will be entered to win Joan Jet. Now, my guest this week is Chad Stewart. Chad is the drummer of band Faster Pussycat, and he's been in the band for about 20 years or so. Faster Pussycat is currently out on the Sonic Slam tour with LA Guns and Tom Kiefer. I got to catch up with Chad to discuss the tour. We talk about new Faster Pussycat record that will be out real soon on Golden Robot Records, uh, the Faster Pussycat writing process, and so much more. Faster Pussycat will be at Retroactive on July 26th from 3 to 5 p.m. So if you are in the Myrtle Beach area, please make sure to stop by Retroactive and meet the band. They will also be performing that same night at in Surfside Beach at the Brick House Lounge. Hope you enjoy this conversation with Chad. Thanks for watching. Chad, you know what? Let's start with uh, what you're doing right now. You guys are currently out on the road in your, on your Sonic Slam tour, correct? We are, yes. Where are you right now? Wisconsin? We are in, uh, yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, okay. And tonight you have an off night. We have an off night show tomorrow here in Milwaukee. How is the tour going? It's been great. The crowds have been great. Uh, band's been on fire. Uh, Kiefer and LA Guns are both kicking ass. So it's been, you know, it's been a fun summer so far. Nice. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's getting along, surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, so now this tour, was this, um, this wasn't scheduled during COVID, right? It wasn't postponed or anything. Uh, or was it? No, uh, it, th there were ideas of it. Um, there were rumblings about it, but no, it was not booked before COVID. Okay. All right. Did you guys have to cancel anything because of COVID? Oh yeah. We canceled all, a whole bunch of stuff. We had a Did you? run of the States. We had Europe. Yeah. We, we canceled quite a bit. Oh man. So that's got to feel pretty good to be back out on the road now. It, it does indeed. Yes. How long has it been? We've been out since the end of May. Okay. So, uh, you know, what is it? It's almost two months now, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and we go okay. to the end of August. Okay. So you got about, about another month out there. Well, about three, yeah, three weeks-ish. Mm -hmm. And then um, what are your plans after that? Are there any? Um, no immediate plans. Um, Sam's going out with Dorothy for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going out with Shinedown, I believe. Okay. And Ronnie is going to South America with Richie Ramon. And I think Tammy and Danny and I are going to finish this record that we've been threatening for <laughs> five, seven years. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. Uh, so we'll just get right into that right now. What is yeah. going on with the new record? What, um, we just signed with Golden Robot. Nice. Okay. Um, the, the next single and its B-side are done. Um, Jake Mixed by Jacob Button from, well, I guess now the Mick Mars solo band. I, right, right. I, I think that's pretty well known at this point. Um, so, yeah, Jacob mixed it. 
um, and we're really excited about it. And there's about six or seven more songs that need to be finished, touched up. Uh, most of Sam's parts are done. Mm-hmm. Most of my parts are done, except for vocals. Um, Tammy's got to fix some things that some bits and bobs that Danny's got a few things he needs to touch up too. But okay. yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of it done. Nice. Now so while the guys uh, are gone. We're probably going to finish up. Okay. What we so started already. When are you going to release another single anytime soon? I don't have that information right yet. I mm-hmm. know the golden robot is working on what they want to do as far as the release of it. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you the title. What um, is it? It's called Ghost. Ghost. Uh, okay. Yep. Or like a ghost, depending on how they want to market it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh I'm really, really proud of it. Really proud of it. Nice. Now is this going to be released on CD or digital or vinyl? All the above? I think we're planning on doing all the above. Mm-hmm. Vinyl seems to be a hot thing right now. Yeah. Well, you know, the the initial plan was to do a bunch of vinyl singles. Mm. So the yeah, the initial plan was to do original cover song, original cover song as the B side. And then by the time it was done, then there would be a whole record and then basically a cover record as well. So Okay. Okay. So how many co- are there going to be more covers on this record? There's going to be the B side of this new single is a cover, yes. Can you say which one? I can't. It's uh <laughs> for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. Okay. Okay. Which seems kind of poignant these days, except we kind of <laughs> took it, turned it on its ear a little sure. bit. Sure. Sure. Well, I thought uh, Pirate Love sounded great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we were happy with the way turn, the, that turned out as well. Um, yeah, this one's a little um, a little heavier, a lot heavier, actually. But, it, you know, it's kind of more down the uh, glory hole realm of mm-hmm. taking things. But the single is not. Ghost is completely the opposite way. Is so, it? Yeah. Okay. Ghost is more reminds me of more of a nonstop to nowhere kind of vibe. I see. Okay. Now, is this the third record you've played on then? Because you played on two others, I believe, right? I played on, I did not play on the remix record. I did play on Glory Hole. I did play on the live album. And now, and then all the subsequent stuff that came after that. The Mm. song we did, sorry, the song we did um, for uh, Eagles of Death Metal after the Bataclan thing with the tribute record we did where all the bands you know did a cover the cover of i love you all the time i played on that single mm-hmm. um it was faster than elton john and god so many people that played on that i think there's like 14 or 15 artists on that mm, okay so yeah any any of the stuff that's come out since i guess what oh f- 2004 i've played on yeah okay because you joined what 2001 one yeah well i was in newly deads from 90 six no 90 sorry 98 to 2000 and then we started rehearsals for for faster in 2000 so you know mm-hmm. okay close to close to 22 years now when um when did you start playing oh i was Drums. a kid i started playing um i think i was tw- 10 or 11 but i started playing out in bar bands when i was 14 Right. So I've been playing. I've been playing in clubs since I was a kid, kind of like Sam, actually. Yeah, I was going to say Sam did the same thing. Yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're not originally from LA. No, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. 
or right outside of Columbus, Ohio. And did you move to LA for that dream of becoming, you know, I did not. I actually, um, I went to college and got, got my degree at the university of Cincinnati in uh, broadcasting. Well, you know, that was the only, when I was in school, that was the only thing that was anything close to like music production or, or Mm. editing or anything like that. That's what they, that's what they called it. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I moved to Nashville and started working for Gaylord Entertainment, which did Opryland and CMT and all that stuff. Um, I got a job right out of college and went down there and started working down there and started auditioning in bands. And as it turned out, I, uh, my band got signed to Warner brothers in Nashville. What band was Um, this? A band called Spill Red, which you have never heard of and you will never hear of again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but back in those days, you know, you couldn't have rock bands in Nashville. Now, I mean that they're all there, but uh, back then it was all, you know, Travis Tritt and, and uh, Randy Travis and all the Mm. Travis. (laughs) Mm. So what happened with that band? uh, They moved us to New York to do the record and we finished it and the guitar player quit and we had some vocal overdubs to do. And they said, I'll tell you what, we're going to, Send you out on the road with STP, but we want you to go out to California and finish the overdubs. Hmm. And it was June, beginning at end of April or, or end of May, beginning of June. And the thought of going to California for a few weeks and, you know, doing the overdubs and then get to go out with Stone Temple Pilots sounded yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sounds um, great. And within 14 days, the band broke up. Oh, no. Cotton. Huge fight with the record label. The singer went, said, I fuck it, I'm going solo. And there was a whole bunch of bitches. The whole thing fell apart. That son of a bitch. So um, the rest of the band went back to New York and I said, fuck it, I'm here. I'm going to stay and see what happens. And I just started playing in bands, you know, joining whatever. And I hooked up with uh, Coyote Shivers, who had just moved in from New York as well. So I had known him from there and started playing with him. And then I ran into Eric Singer, oddly enough, at the Rainbow one night. And he was like, hey, we're starting this jam up. It's me and Gilby and Teddy Zigzag and Tracy Guns. And we're all good. We're, every Tuesday, we're going to start this thing. Now that you're here, you should come out and play. And I'd met Eric on the Revenge Tour when I was still in college. He's like, hey, if you're ever out in mm. LA, look me up. I just happened to run into it. <laughs> and he remembered you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And uh, I showed up that next Tuesday night. And third set, he came off the drums and handed me the sticks and said, all right, your turn. Get up there. Fantastic. And so I went up and played. And and then he had some, I played with Gilby and the guys. And I did that for a couple of weeks. And then he was playing with Brian May and Brian May's solo band. And they had some dates. And he was also playing with Gilby. And Gilby's like, well, Eric can't do it. So why don't you come in and fill in? And then I ended up playing for Gilby for oh God knows how many years? 12? Oh, geez. Long time. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. So yeah. just like that, you're like and just kind of ju- kind of just jumped into it. Well, I don't know if it was just like that, but uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, after, after about a year, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. That's a good time. So, so, so you played with Gilby for about 12 years and then yeah. somehow you ended up in Newly Deads, right? Well, or Tammy saw you I'll, or something? I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. You know, uh-huh. well, it was Coyote and Gilby and all of it. Like, Tammy started the Pretty Ugly Club up. 
with uh with Ricky Vodka, who I'm also in another band with uh who's also with Danny and I in Motocrist. Motocrist, um, yeah. And so Ricky and Tammy started uh Pretty Ugly Club at the Dragonfly, and that kind of became like Cat House Part Two. It was like all the bands, all the rock that was gone from the 80s that disappeared in the 90s that kind of then like midway through the 90s started forcing its way back out and resurfacing as something fresh and new. Right. You know, Tammy doing the Newly Deads and there was a band called Czar that was really big at the time and Coyote was doing like the his like glam pop punk thing and there was a bunch of like pseudo industrial elijah blue his band uh sharon and greg allman's kid he had an industrial band that was playing and so all these bands started coming up and that was every wednesday night that was the place to go play Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i kind of started playing there with coyote and then gilby started playing there and tammy saw me more and more and then he was just like hey i I gotta replace this guy uh i wanted to know if you'd be interested in doing it and i said absolutely and now here we are and were you a fan of Faster Pussycat? Like, did you know who Tammy was? I, I was. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I'm the only one that actually I think saw Tammy when he was in Pigface. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. when, when he moved to Chicago and joined that, I actually, I would think I was still in Ohio or I was back and forth. Um, but yeah, I saw Tammy do the Pigface thing. So I, yeah, I was a, I was a fan before. So when he approached you, then the answer was, I'm sure, a yes right away. Yes, it was definitely a yes. <laughs> Plus, I was already playing with Danny in motocross. So it was kind of like the natural fit. Yeah. Like I've been playing with Danny for a little, probably a little over a year or maybe even a little more. And so, was Danny already in newly dead? Yes, he was. Okay. So you already knew him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You, yeah. You guys have been playing band after band together. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. He and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun though. That, that, that yeah. makes it fun. Um, Okay, so then in Newly Deads, you guys were playing for a while. I'm trying to get everything straight here, so if I'm wrong, just yeah. correct me. Um, no, no, and that's when Tammy decided to put Faster Pussycat together a little after that. Yeah, right? they had been they'd been approached about doing a remix record, and and Greg was kind of into that whole thing too. And so he and Tammy decided that they were going to do this, and then Brent kind of put his two cents in as well, and then the three of them, you know, started working on this project, and then they were like, well. Maybe we should go tour it. And that's when the remix record. Yeah. The remix record. So we kind of, we kind of that, that first tour that in 2001 was kind of a mixture. Okay. Between the original versions and the remixes, which I can tell you did not go over. I mean, with the the, uh, classic fans as one might expect. Well, I mean, I got to say, I didn't, I didn't care for that one too much. No, I got it. I get it. It wasn't everybody's <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah, no, sure. no. But, um, and then, so, so Faster Pussycat was three of the guys from Fast, original Faster Pussycat, right? Yep. And you and Danny. Yep. And, and Christian Simon okay. was also on that tour as an auxiliary guitar player. Okay. Um, cause we, we had done, we did so, a couple of newly dead songs on that tour and he was there to kind of cover the weirdo parts for the remix record that the other two that would have taken a third guitar player to do sure. instead of r- running extra track and doing all that crap. Sure. Okay. Um, there's so many moving parts with, 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 <laughs> with you guys and between yes. you guys and LA guns and you and Danny playing together, you know, there's so much 
so much connecting and yeah. all that. Um, so you did play in LA Guns for a little bit. Now that was before Fast Pussycat or after? No, that was well during. I would call it, and during. Danny as well. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I was in I was in LA Guns for about seven years. Okay. In Tracy's version, I think it was three or four lead singers. And seven years. <laughs> well, Jizzy so, was in there for a little bit. J- Jizzy was in. Paul Black was in. Marty Casey was in. Mm. And was there a fourth one? There might have been a fourth one. No, I was out before it got really crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it was Paul Black was the the original singer from Ellie Guns before Phil. And then Paul was out. We went to Canada. We got a, we got a record deal on a Canadian label. We went to Canada to make a record with Paul. And it wasn't working. And Marty Casey had just left the Love Hammers to do a solo record. And he was just hot off the heels of that in excess show. I was going to say, I I remember that name. Yeah. And uh, we kind of hooked up and started. He was a a friend of the the kid that was playing bass for LA Guns, Jeremy Carson. Um, He was a friend of his. And he came to Canada and, and just to help write songs and trying to, get the thing back together again because it was not working with Paul. And uh, it, we kind of all hit it off. And we, uh, Steve Thompson, who worked on the Appetite for Destruction record, was the producer. And we did a record and it turned out great. You'll probably never hear that either. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a few recordings out there we'll never hear, right? Uh, yeah, there's a live record with Marty. There's a live record with Jizzy. There's a studio record with Jizzy. There's a live record with Paul. There's a bunch of Ellie Gun stuff that's been shelved in the yeah. seven years that I was there. You you put out a um, record with Jizzy though, right? We did the the Shrinking Violet. We did a reissue yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With a bonus, okay. I think there was a bonus song on it. Okay. As I recall, okay. and then I did the acoustic record. Ah. Okay. The acoustic gypsy record with Jizzy and. Teddy and Muddy Stardust, who was bass player in Elegance for a, a while. Mm. He was on the Man in the Moon record. Okay. A whole bunch of us that were, did that recording live at the Hotel Cafe. And that is a real live. There's no tricks or fixes on that record. That's no overdubs that on one's that. for real. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. We did two nights at the Hotel Cafe, and it is what it is. Hmm. Okay. So you said you were doing all this at the same time as Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Pussycat was kind of. Uh, they weren't really working. Um, okay. Amy was in a bad state. Mm-hmm. He, uh, our tour manager got killed in a car wreck and he oh, no. lost a girlfriend. She over, she overdosed. And, uh, it was, it was a bad time. It was a mm-hmm. bad time. So Tammy was kind of in the throes of his own, his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so faster wasn't really working much then. Um, but since then everything's kind of turned itself around. Yeah. Yeah. And Tammy's been sober for a while now, right? Five years now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great for him. Good to hear that. Um, when did Sam come in the band? Sam was later, right? Three. Yeah. Sam's only been in about three years now. Okay. And how did you guys find Sam? Uh, that's an ace. That's an ace. Ace. Johnson thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, ace was doing a lot of the, uh, jam nights um around town just to get out and play mm-hmm. when we were off the road and sam was this kid that had just graduated at mi and started playing out um and he became friends with sam 
And then when he decided he didn't, that he wanted to go to LA Guns, he offered us Sam. And I got to be honest, I didn't think it was going to work, but it's turned out to be the best decision we ever, best thing it ever dropped in our lap. Let's put it that way. What made you feel that it wasn't going to work? Was it just that initial jam or what? Well, no, no, we didn't even, honestly, I mean, the decision was made before we even played with it. Because mm. we had a tour, we had a tour booked, um, and Ace pulled out and said, I've got the solution. Here it is. And Tammy went, well, go audition the kid and let's see what happens. And the minute we played the first song, we knew it was a brand new ball game. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, an incredible guitar player. He most certainly is. He's, he's special. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of great guitar players. There are very few special ones. He's special. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know how he juggles all his bands. Uh, it's getting more <laughs> difficult. I can tell you that much. Is it? Is it getting on? Yeah. Them? Getting harder? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, he's young. He'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come uh, Ace went to LA Guns? Why did he want to leave? That's a question you'd have to ask Ace, really. <laughs> okay. Um, I could speculate, but, you know, I just think it was, I think it was, the, there was a lot on his shoulders. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, having to be the flagship, having to steer the ship and having to be a first mate are two different things. Mm -hmm. Whereas Sam definitely took the role of this is where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. So okay. if that helps explain it, I don't know if sure. it does or doesn't. Sure. I mean, that, that's good. That's good. Um, and then now you have another new guitar player in Ronnie, who's we only do. been in yeah. a few months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, first gig was New Year's Day. New but we've known, Ronnie for, we've known Ronnie for years. Uh, he was in a band called The Art from Australia that, that toured all over the world. We did a full U.S. run and then a partial U.S. run and then a full European run with The Art. Mm -hmm. um, so we've known him, like I said, for years. And uh, it just it was kind of the made the most sense. When you were not doing Faster Pussycat, yeah. you, you're a bartender or something, right? Well, I was, I was working at a restaurant in LA with that my best friend owned. Um, and we were doing all kinds of stuff. We were doing events and, and I was helping with the menu development. Yes. I was bartending and making, helping with the cocktail designs and doing all that. Um, but after COVID COVID really mm -hmm. wrecked LA as far as the restaurant industry goes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, uh, I opted out. Okay. So now I'm just, uh, you know, we're doing this, we're full time now, so I'm not really having to rely right. on that much, yeah. but, um, yeah, I still have the bloody Mary company. I still have devil's crown, which is right. Uh, kind of my side hustle. Right. Right now. And you have the rub. I got some of that. Right here. Oh, I do yeah. have the dry rub, which is yeah. delicious, which I, I want to try some wings with this. Can I make wings with this? You can make anything with it. Yeah. What do you I mean, got? Uh, wings are great. Uh, pork butts. Great. Brisket's great. I even made salad dressing out of it. Salad dressing, really? How do I do yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, olive oil, some sort of acid, and mm -hmm. the rub. Yeah, that's it. So lemon juice or vinegar or whatever. Yeah, Mug, huh. Dijon mustard works great. Yeah, it's it's really good. Okay, I haven't had the Bloody Mary mix, but it's spicy. That's <laughs> what I hear. I heard it was. I yeah. heard it's spicy. And then um, I, and then I got into um, I got into wines. <laughs> a while uh -oh. ago um <laughs> and uh 
there's a company out in in Phoenix or Scottsdale called De- uh, Desert Rock Winery, mm-hmm. and they do they do a lot of really innovative things in the wine industry right now, as far as like growing grapes in the high plains of, of Arizona, which you don't really normally hear about. But they the, the winemaker and I kind of hit it off, and we're doing uh we've got the we've got the Body Thief Faster Buscat wine out, which is a red blend. And we're getting ready to release the Little Dove uh, Rosé that'll be out probably. Uh, I, I would like to say it would be out by fall, but it probably won't be until next year. Okay. And where is that available? Where can people get the um, It'll be, it's, it's available online. If they go to desertrockwineries.com, it's, mm-hmm. it's all there. Um, since we can't really sell spirits or any of that at the shows sure we have a board that's got a qr code on it you can tap on the qr code and it takes it straight to the site you can order it from there i see i see um let me get back to the tour a little bit i want to talk to you about um you guys because you guys are traveling by bus right we are yes and a lot of bands these days will do the fly-in things but i know you guys are trying to pick up dates along the way right we have we are picking up we have played many dates along the way Mm -hmm. on this Mm-hmm. so that's been um, working out so, yeah yeah tomorrow night we, we, we're on our own tomorrow night here in milwaukee mm-hmm. and then pick back up with the tour on thursday in detroit okay and then in a couple of weeks you're going to be here where i am in myrtle beach right um, and yes. you're going to be doing the in-store we are doing an in-store uh, when's the last time you did an in-store <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> and it was probably at, at retroactive <laughs> <laughs> oh actually that's actually not true um when we put out the Jizzy record, best we did a tour of Best Buys as in source. Um, Best Buys, okay. Yeah. So I did that. That's the last one I've done. But yeah, I haven't done it. We haven't done an in store in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it should be fun. It'll be great. Yeah, It'll July, be great. July 26th, 3 to 5 yes, p.m. at Retroactive in Myrtle Beach. Yep. 3 to 5. Yep. Yeah. And then you have It'll a show that night. We, we do at the Brickyard Lounge in Surf City. Does that sound right? Pretty close. Brick House in Surfside. Brick House. Okay. <laughs> Surfside, Myrtle Beach, pretty much the same thing. Just right down the road. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the buses. So traveling on a bus, do you like traveling on the bus rather than the fly-ins? I do. Uh, we all do. Um, do you? It's, it's, yeah. It, you've got all your stuff. You're playing your own gear. You've got all your clothes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> All your, all your, th- all your own personal things are all in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bus tours are are grueling, and there's certain issues that come on. You know, problems that come along with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, get, especially with gas prices being so high, oh, it's they are, be crazy, and the crazy heat that makes these engines overheat and break down, and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy stuff. But you know, flights right now aren't much better. Yeah. So you know, I've talked to the the Skid Row guys and and Jizzy and. Alex in Quiet Riot. I mean, they're having, they're getting delays and missing shows, and yeah, you know, it's, yeah, they're having the same kind of issues that we are. You know, just in and a different I think, format. I think flying for me anyway. I think flying is a little more tiring. hundred percent. Yeah, going because through the airport. Because when we go to bed, we wake up where we are. Right, and you don't got to get yeah. up early to get to the airport, or you we know. D- we drive it. We drive at night, so when the show's over and we're packed up, we roll. So we wake up in the next morning where we need to be. So we've got most of the day yeah. to, you know, kind of get your head together. Yeah. Are Plus you guys... we've got all our merch. That's the other thing too. You can't fly out 
I mean, unless you want to pay just right. exuberant prices to ship stuff all across the country, and you that's can't out bring. Of control. Yeah, I mean, you can't bring loads of merch out, and that's right. let's face it, that's how we make our bread and butter, really, at this point. Sure. sure. So yeah, it's it's you know, so there's challenges both ways. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, do you guys have a big crew that goes out with you? Uh, right now, no, we're skeleton right now. Are you just because, yeah, because you know, it's, we had to keep everything as streamlined as possible for this because mm-hmm. there are just so many people. Tom's got so many people on this, on this tour Wow. that we just, we had to keep it ours as light and compact as possible. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have a driver, a merch person and one stage guy and that's it. That's it. That's, yep. I mean, that's all you need really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you get tired of lugging the gear and stuff, that's what you can get away with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, are you guys opening these dates, or are you switching with LA Guns back and forth? No, we're opening. We're opening. okay. Okay. You like that? Uh, I like being done early. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Because you're older now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get... I like. I like. I like being in bed by eleven o'clock. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, no, it's yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, we get to go hang out, see the show every night, meet the people. You know, we are definitely a band of the people. So yeah. there's that definitely works to our advantage as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. So you know, one thing about Faster Pussycat, I always like because I've been a fan for a while, but Faster Pussycat appears to always be like just a raw rock band. Like there's no no uh, pretense. Yeah, pretty much is what it is. It is what it is, right? I mean, you guys aren't up there using backing tracks that I know of. Nope. You're not nope, using not at all. Big thing now, the teleprompter. Yep. We're not doing yeah. any of that. But it's, I mean, and I don't have it's, anything. It's warts and all, that, is but, what we call it. You know what I mean? But it, that's what I think really makes you guys stand out because it you well, appear to be a real band. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole tour is real bands. I mean, that's I think mm-hmm. that's right. why it's been as successful as it is as it is. Right. Is because it is three bands that just go up there and kick into it every night. You know what I mean? I mean, how he, Tracy even plays from the bathroom. Yeah, but he's there. That was awesome. Hey, I will say this. It was 110 that day. So it oh. was, it was unbelievably hot. That was an outside gig. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these have been outside gigs. Oh, in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I mean, the first the first show was canceled in Buffalo immediately because of lightning. Ugh. So, I mean, we, we we all we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to get the circuit <laughs> off, and we get there, and then it's wah wah. Uh, didn't you have something go wrong with your bus at the beginning as well? I, I saw on yeah. social media, guys were like fixing something. Or we always have something. There's always something wrong Is with there? buses. <sighs> yeah, there, it's like owning a boat. Uh. You know, it's a constantly up constant upkeep on those things. You haven't got stranded, so, have you? No, we haven't missed a show yet. We rarely do. Okay. Rarely do. Good, good. Um, the recording process with Faster Pussycat now and writing process, is that a band thing or is Tammy like well, take the lead on that? That's also a very pussycat esque thing. <laughs> um, no, this is how it works normally. Tammy will come up with an idea and he will demo it at the house because he's got a studio at the house. Then Sam will come over and they will work on it together. And then they will bring it in. Sam will bring it into rehearsals. And then the Sam, Danny, and I will work on it. Ronnie hasn't been a part of that process yet because most of the stuff was finished before Ronnie was in. 
Um, and then we'll build the tracks at, at Tammy's house, pretty much background vocals, everything done. And then we do drums last, which is completely the opposite of the way most right. recording processes go. Right. So everything's done to, to slate drums, just to whatever Tammy's, because Tammy's, Tammy's original instrument is drums. I didn't know that. Yeah. I should have known though, because it seems like everyone starts with drums, plays drums. Yeah. He, he was a drummer first. So hmm. he's already got an idea of what he wants. And then he and I will tweak it as the process goes. And, you know, too, uh, you know, I do a lot of the background vocals. There's a lot of vocal interaction between Tammy and I as far as live and recording. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the melody lines and harmonies and all that stuff or, or you know, arrangement, vocal arrangements um, rhythmically get changed around. So it's kind of better that we do it the way that we do it because we've pretty much dedicated ourselves to once it gets to this is the way we're doing drums mm-hmm. or this is the way we're doing vocals, the drums are locked into it as opposed to, well, we've already done the drums and we can't really redo it unless we want to do a bunch of editing. And so, you know what I mean? And then it ends mm-hmm. up sounding like it's been all cut up and weird. Mm-hmm. So for the way we work, it, it works better that way. I see. I see. Okay. Um, Cause I know Sam does, he comes up with a lot of riffs. Yeah, yeah, own. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, do, do you, does Tammy, Tammy, take those? Will he accept um, some we, other? We, we are just now in the process as as this record is getting more developed, getting into that process. Like I said, there were six or seven songs that were done already, um, or, or partially done. Mm-hmm. That Sam came in and and jumped in. You know, Nola was a. We've recorded that this record or portions of this record probably three or four times, oh, and it wasn't until Sam got here that the piece, the puzzle pieces, started fitting together. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the riffs that were written that Tammy had written originally, because Tammy pretty much wrote all three records. He and Greg mm-hmm. were Steel mm-hmm. were pretty much the main writers. I mean, Brent Eric had a couple things here and there, but the 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 bulk of the work were Tammy and Greg. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tammy and Sam are just now getting into how, you know, figuring out how they work together. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, the minute Sam got in there and they started working on NOLA, it was like, like I said, night and day different. Yeah. That's a great song. I like that one. Yeah. Wait till um, you hear the new one. <laughs> I can't wait. Like I said, I'm a big Fast Pussycat fan. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to new stuff. Yeah. So are we. Yeah, I'm sure. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. You know, one of the things, uh, I know you weren't in the band at the time, but one of the things I noticed too about Fast Pussycat is the first album is more just uh, more bar chordy riffs, bar chordy right. type music. And the second Aerosmith album is more, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. second right. album got more into the riff oriented stuff. Sure. Is, was, you might not know, but was the first album more of the label and the second album more Fast Pussycat or? Um, if you read anything that the guys have written about it in the process of making it, they, they had to make it, they made it for like 35 grand and they made it in like a week. I want to say seven one. days. Yeah. The first yeah. one mm-hmm. pretty much done. And it's basically glorified demos. I mean, they were, they had like five songs total before they got the record deal. Mm-hmm. Five. That was it. So they were writing in the studio. They were finishing songs in the studio to try to have enough material to get the record out in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they wrote a lot on the on on the road for the second record. Mm-hmm. 
third record, I think there was some space in between where they kind of went off and did their own things and then came back together and tried to kind of put the pieces parts together. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think Tame, by the third record, I think Tammy and Greg were headed one way and Brent and Eric were headed another. I see. Again, I wasn't there for it. Right. In talking to the guys, I think it was kind of doing that. Sure. Sure. Now, do you, um, during the tour, your set list, is it kind of split between the, mainly the two first albums? No, no, no. It's no? all three records and, yeah, okay. and some new stuff, you know? So, you know, we're doing on the headlining shows. I mean, our, when we're opening for Tom, the sets are shorter, you know, when we're doing 40, 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of, kind of got to keep it to what the songs that people are paying to come see. Sure. So it's more oriented toward that, but you know, I mean, we do play NOLA every night. But on the headline shows, we kind of mix it all up. How long do you play when you're on your own? Between 75 and 90, depending on, you know, okay. the crowd. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So we will hear, hear some new songs in Myrtle Beach. You will hear the two new songs, the, the two newest <laughs> songs. Yes, you will hear those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Motocrist. I mean, you guys still doing that? Yes, we are. Um, but it's getting harder and harder, man. It's, you know, say, when uh, are you finding time? It's tough. It's tough. Mo- and, you know, the Mark Diamond, the lead guitar player, is in the band called The Dwarves, mm-hmm. you know, the punk rock legends mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. from Seattle. And they tour all the time. Mm-hmm. So between Danny and I's schedule and Mark's schedule, it's really difficult to get everybody together. So a lot of times, I mean, we're constantly working on songs. So it's never been an issue of not having enough songs because we're, emailing demos to each other all the time sure but as far as being able to get together and play that's kind of been tricky Mm, okay now does ronnie play in that band too he does from time to time when mark's not around or if we need a third you know if we want to go full skinnered (laughs) skinnered all the way yeah uh and he's written some stuff for moto as well so okay he played a lot on the last record on chrome okay Okay. Now do do you guys tour with Moto? No, we don't we do we do one offs or two offs, but there's just no time to tour. Everybody's too busy. I'd love to tour. I would love to be able to go out and do a motocross tour. Cause it's definitely, you know, by far in a way, you know, the, the passion project for all of us. Mm-hmm. But you know, because we all write, we all sing, it's kind of like I got a kind of got a kiss vibe to it mm-hmm. where everybody does, you know, everybody mm-hmm. does everything. Yeah. So how I would love it, to be able to do it. I just don't know if we ever get the chance. Who knows? Maybe never say never. Well, I mean, I think if you want it to happen, you could probably make it happen. <sighs> There's a lot on everybody's play right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. How, how is it with Danny? How, how, <laughs> I mean, I don't know him. I've never met him, but you know, I see him on, you will. Record, I'll meet him. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah, he, uh, he's a character. Here. You're around he him is. all the time. So I mean, how is that? I'm going? around him. I am around him far too much. <laughs> <laughs> is he always like that? 24 hours, like what we yeah, see on much. Yeah, there's no off. There's that is 100 percent real. There is no off button. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll see, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It, oh, he's awesome. I mean, people love him. He is yeah. America's best friend, as he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff he puts up there cracks me up. Yeah, well, you know, we've kind of we've kind of hit a nerve, <laughs> and it's all that's the thing about the, all that stuff that we do. It's all one take. It's all it's all off the cuff. 
None uh-huh. of that is scripted. It's all hundred percent real. Like yeah. as we're in the moment of it. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> so right now you guys are just touring more of the East coast, right? Kind of that. Well, of the- yeah. Cause I, I guess, I mean, again, anything could happen, but I guess the way this is working is that Tom, you know, Tom's helping out of Nashville every week. Mm-hmm. So he does, we do three or four shows with Tom. Then he goes back to Nashville and he comes back out. Um, and I guess after the first of the year, we're going to do the same thing on the East coast of, or on the West coast that we've done. We've done on the East coast. Same so they're going to hub there. I believe so. Yes. So they're going to hub out of somewhere on the, in the West and we're going to do the same kind of thing. I see. I see. Any plans going overseas? Yeah. There's all, there's all kinds of talk about all kinds of everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with golden robot involved now. So, you know, there's Australia talk, there's Japan talk, there's, you know, how did that, how did, let's talk about that for a minute. How did that deal come about? I mean, did they reach well, out to you? You reach out they, to them? They, they, we, a lot of these labels, you know, the frontiers and the golden robots and the Cleopatras, you know, they've been trying to get Tammy to do something for a while. And I just don't think that he felt like he was ready to do it until mm-hmm. he had all his shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we've got a body of work that we're all pretty happy about, I think it was just right time, right place. And, and I think Mark from golden robot definitely uh, was the strongest as far in, as far as our vision for what we would like the, the next chapter of this to be. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one that's most in line with us on this. Mm-hmm. Mark is a, I've had him on the show as well and communicate with him. He's a, he's a great guy. He's well. a good dude. And yeah. And he's uh he's really picked up some bands. Yeah. I mean, he's got Jizzy on the label. I think he's got Stephen Piercy. He does. Just more recent I mean, ones. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's serious about what he's doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, ho- I'm we're all hoping for good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, is there a time frame when this is going to be out? Did you say that? I, I do. I do not have that answer. Okay. I don't have the time frame for that yet. Okay. Because like I said, it just, the deal just got done. So, okay. you know, this is fresh. Sure. Week, week, weeks fresh. Sure. So that's exciting. Okay. All right, Chad. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. I know it was no kind problem. of short notice. It's kind of late. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. All good. You know, I'm, Thanks I'm for old. having me on, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. Yep. Okay. So yes, uh, sir. we will meet up and uh, have some fun and meet Danny. Yes. And meet Danny <laughs> and maybe, and maybe film some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's do it all, all right, right buddy. brother thanks. thanks man all right we'll see you bye